Welcome today. As my dad David shares from his heart, this short biblically-based devotional. David is a speaker, author, former pastor, songwriter, and founding director of Youth with the Mission Montana. He is also the author of the song In Moments Like These. This song appropriately describes this podcast, and I know his message will be encouraging to you. I know a lot of folks who love a good treasure hunt. As a little boy, I was excited about an Easter egg hunt and hunting down those hidden candied treasures. And many years later, as a little boy in a dad's body, I loved hiding those candied treasures for my little ones to hunt down. As the kids got older, we turned the treasure hunting up a notch, and we went on a few Montana sapphire hunts, led by our dear close friends, the Moore family. Those were such great times. We still have a small bag of sapphires somewhere. After I'm done today, I'll need to go hunt for them. But I have to say, there was one treasure hunt in my past that stands out over all the others. It took place, if I remember right, in late September of 1971. Again, it was during the time I served as high school pastor at Melody Land Christian Center. While sitting in Pastor Wilkerson's office one Friday morning, he asked me if I would be interested in going on a treasure hunt, a real treasure hunt. I leaned forward in my chair a little. And he continued, David, he said, there's an older gentleman in our church named, I think Pastor Wilkerson might have said that his name was Walter, who visited with me here in my office yesterday. And he had an unusual story. He claims to have discovered the location of the famous Lost Dutchman's Mine, which is supposed to be somewhere up in the Superstition Mountains, which are a little east of Phoenix, Arizona. Walter has been searching for the mine for several years, and and now he's nearly certain he's found it. He says it just needs to be uncovered, dug up. I know this sounds strange, Pastor went on, but Walter came to me to see if I knew of any able-bodied young men who might help him do some digging for treasure in Arizona for a week or so. It's totally up to you, David, but I thought you, Jack, Dan, and Mike might enjoy a little time off and go on a little treasure hunt. You interested? Uh, yeah? Where do I sign up? And late the next Monday morning, after a seven-hour drive, we would all get out of our cars, put on our heavy backpacks with sleeping bags, and make ready to take the long hike up and deep into the Superstition Mountains. Now, every good treasure hunt has to have a good backstory. So here it is. The Superstition Mountains, their name inspired by Pima Indian legends, have been a source of mystery and legend since earliest records. It isn't certain who these people were. Some believe they were Salado Indians who populated this part of Arizona several centuries ago. In the 1800s, the mountains became an Apache Indian stronghold. During the 1840s, the Peralta family of northern Mexico supposedly developed a rich gold mine in the superstitions. Their last expedition to carry gold back to Mexico occurred in 1848. According to legend, the large party was ambushed by Apaches, 
and all were killed except for one or two Peralta family members who escaped into Mexico. This area is known today as the Massacre Grounds. A number of other people were supposed to have known the mine's location or even to have worked it. Numerous maps have surfaced over the years only to become lost or misplaced when interested parties pressed for facts. Men who claimed to have found the Peralta mine were unable to return to it or some disaster occurred before they could file a claim, all adding to the mystery of the lost mine. In the 1870s, Jacob Waltz, the Dutchman, actually a native of Germany, was said to have located the mine through the aid of a Peralta descendant. Waltz and his partner, Jacob Weiser, worked the mine and then allegedly covered over its entrance. Most stories place the mine and its fortune of gold in the vicinity of Weaver's Needle, a well-known landmark. On the way out of the mountains, Weiser was killed by Apaches, or according to some, by Waltz himself. He supposedly described the mine's location to Julia Thomas, a neighbor who took care of him prior to his death. Neither she nor dozens of other treasure hunters in the years that followed were able to find the lost Dutchman's mine. Subsequent searchers have sometimes met with foul play or even death, contributing to the superstition and legend that surround these mountains. And there I was, my friends and I, standing at the trailhead leading into these same mountains. And it was there that we first met Walter. We couldn't help but notice that Walter was carrying a handgun in a holster on his right side. And then Walter gave us a little rundown of what might be ahead of us, like danger, for example. You know, y'all gotta be on guard. There have been some very scary people up in these mountains, he said. Oh, good, I thought. And each of us were thinking, you know, we just might have met and agreed to camp for a week or so with the very first of the scary people in these mountains. My friend, if you were to think back to every old Western movie you've ever seen with a crazy old miner in it, that was Walter. I don't know if it was just me or if all of us were scratching our heads at the same time. You ever had that feeling that you maybe should have had your second thoughts before you committed yourself to something? Well, the four of us grimaced at each other, shrugged our shoulders, and half-heartedly followed curious Walter, I didn't say crazy, up the mountain trail. And a couple hours later, we would set up camp at the very top of a rock cliff that looked across at the landmark called Weaver's Needle. Side note, don't ever forget to bring a nice thick pad for underneath your sleeping bag when trying to sleep on top a rock cliff for nearly a week. I say nearly a week, because when curious Walter told us on Saturday night that he had forgotten fuses for his dynamite, yes, Walter said dynamite, and that he needed to go back to Phoenix the next morning to get some, I said, guys, I think we've had enough. And all three of them immediately shook their heads up and down really quickly several times. 
We all knew it was the right time to permanently leave this desert cliff to Walter. I just know this will come as a great surprise to some, but though Walter had brought a really cool map along with him, we never did find the lost Dutchman's Mine. Shocker. We did get filthy, dirty trying, though, and, and Walter never shot any of us, or anyone else. Probably because there was no one else. I wish I had the time to tell you more about our treasure hunt and our days in the Superstition Mountains. In brief, it was exhausting and frustrating. It was also an eye-opening experience to live for several days and nights in the presence of a man who, let's just say, was thoroughly obsessed with finding and possessing an earthly treasure. It was also a great lesson in learning. I'll never forget those imprinting moments late that last desert night when I got alone under the stars with my Father in heaven and I renewed, I voiced my purpose to keep my heart focused on him where the real treasure is found. I'll wrap up my story shortly, but first this. The Bible is loaded with verses about real treasure. Here is one of the most memorable verses of all from Jesus in Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust can't destroy and thieves don't break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Yes, dear friend, Jesus is saying that whatever we focus on, whatever we treasure, will dictate our actions. For some, it's money. For others, it's power. Still other people strive for attention. There are so many things in this world vying for the control of our heart. During these times of great relational tension, the need to be heard or to be the one who is right can become an earthly treasure. And really, what good are earthly treasures compared to heavenly treasures? Apostle Paul said this, This world, in its present form, is passing away. 1 Corinthians 7.31 The moment we take our last breath, earthly treasure won't matter anymore. Jesus urged us to think beyond that last breath to eternity. When we focus on our Heavenly Father and when we seek His wisdom, then eternal treasures will become ours to find and ours to possess. Listen to these words in Proverbs chapter 8, 17 through 21. I love those who love me, and those who seek me find me. With me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. My fruit is better than fine gold. What I yield surpasses choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness, along the paths of justice, bestowing a rich inheritance on those who love me, and making their treasuries full. As we drove back toward Phoenix just before noon on Sunday, I asked the guys if they wouldn't mind letting me off at the airport so I could make it home in time to meet with the high school gang for our Sunday night gathering. The guys were great with that. And as God would have it, 
I got to the airport just in time to catch a short flight to John Wayne International Airport, only a short distance from my home. And as God would have it, on that Sunday afternoon flight home from Arizona, I would experience my very first assignment on a plane. There was a young woman sitting next to me on the plane that would hear about my week's experience in the Superstition Mountains. She would hear the lesson I learned, and she would hear about Jesus. And after witnessing the tears in her eyes when I was finished sharing, I truly believe that young woman genuinely met God in the skies over Orange County, California. And you know, after a week in the desert, I actually helped someone find a treasure after all. Dear friend, I know in my heart that you are a seeker of God and that you hunt after His wisdom. He loves you so much for that. And I believe He wanted me to tell you today that there are great treasures ahead for you. Dear Jesus, I want to thank you for keeping your focus here on earth. You never lost your focus for a moment because you treasure us. And you truly do deserve all the praise and honor you will receive forever. And because of your focus, this dear one and I and all our brothers and sisters around the world will experience amazing treasures in heaven. Absolutely incredible. Let it be. You've been listening to In Moments Like These with David Graham. If you'd like to contact David or find out more information about In Moments Like These, please visit InMomentsLikeThese.com.